0: Tomlinson.
1: and I'm Jocelyn Ponziano.
0: and this is that Good old Disney podcast. And what do we do on this podcast, Josie? We talk all things Disney. and uh, today we're gonna talk Peter Pan because yay, I think i've been we've been I've been pumped for this for a oh, while. yeah. you've <laughs> uh, <laughs> mostly? Yes, I do. I I mean, I do love Peter Pan, but um, yeah, we uh, if anyone saw on Instagram, we did try to release an episode earlier this month. Um, there were some issues and it just wasn't gonna work out, unfortunately, which kind of sucked because it was a good yeah. episode. I mean, no, it wasn't. They have nothing to do with now. Um, but um, anyway, so if anyone remembers, we are still in, t- in the Silver Age of Disney, which I, I still I debate if which is I feel like Renaissance is probably my favorite, but Silver Age mm-hmm. is a very close second. Um, man, okay, Peter Pan. There is so much to talk about. Uh, so this movie came out uh, February fifth, nineteen fifty three. Um, and it actually it went to Cannes, mm-hmm. uh, Cannes Film Festival, uh, like in April of that year, which is just I don't know. Like I never I I think that's because I never I'm sure animated movies go to film festivals like this, but I never thought about it that much, and I realized, I think it's because, you notice when you're, like, seeing a trailer, uh-huh. and it'll say, like, premiered at Sundance or whatever, because uh-huh. that's, like, supposed to be the, like, part of the advertisement. <laughs> it's a Disney movie. More so, Disney! Really <laughs> more advertisement for it. Um, yeah, so, uh, this is actually also the 14th animated film and it was directed by Clyde, uh, Geronimo, I think maybe, okay. I found it out. Um, Wilford Jackson and Hamilton, uh, Lusk and the music is by, so the score is Oliver Wallace. Um, I think the score is actually really, I love, I love the music in this movie so much. I think particularly the score does not get the uh, attention it should. Um, And let's jump into the cast. So we got Bobby Driscoll, who, uh, he's, okay, on IMDb, it said that this is his sixth movie, or he's been in six Disney movies. And I'm like, six? I can think of, so he was in Mm -hmm. Melody Time, he was in Song of the South, uh, Treasure Island, this. um, What else did he do? I can't, like, I can't think of any. I don't know. I was like, that was it, that was roughly I'm like, I guess, supposedly, there's more. But um, anyway, um, so yeah, he uh, is, apparently he's, like, the first guy to play Peter Pan, because by this point, uh, so it was a stage play, and then it was a book, um, mm-hmm. you know, made by J.M. Barry, and usually it was played by a, like mm-hmm. a woman. And I've seen, have you seen the Peter Pan, like, Broadway version? Yeah. And, yeah, like, it was, I think God, Kat, i think mine was like kathy rigby mm-hmm. was the one that i saw but yeah I, and i always thought it was like what was it because of like a yeah. flexibility, so they would always pick like what gymnast or something to play the part and uh also the higher voice because it's supposed to be like a 12 year old kid <laughs> then again even peter this peter Pan doesn't even sound like he's 12 like which i think is the age that's, that's how old he's supposed to be um anyway uh, Catherine Beaumont, she uh, as Wendy, she was Alice in Alice in Wonderland. Uh, Hans uh, Con Conreed, um, he's Captain Hook, and as well as Mr. Darling. Typically, in the stage version as well, the two roles are played by the same actor. Uh, and even in the 2000... Did you ever see the 2003 Peter Pan movie? I did not. Okay. Um, it's great. I recommend it. Oh. <laughs> but, um, that... Uh, Captain Hook and the dad were also playing with the same act. It was Jason Isaacs. It was Lucius Malfoy um, who Ooh. was playing both roles. Um, yeah. And um, Bill Thompson as Mr. Smee. And Bill Thompson has been... He, he he's was in a couple other... I think he was in a couple of others. But I know he played King uh, Hubert in Sleeping Beauty. So that's Philip's father. So the, that King. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I guess Disney had been like, was like trying to get the rights to do it for a while. Uh, he got it in like 1939, but he had been trying like for like the last like couple of years. And uh, apparently, I didn't do much digging. This uh, supposedly Roy Disney, so uh, you know Disney's brother, was not a hundred percent on board with doing this project. Um, I think supposedly this was supposed to be after. Snow White, which is Whoa. hilarious because t- this is like ten plus years yeah. later, um, and uh, but he wasn't—I guess—was not one hundred percent on board because of like the, you know, because Disney seems to have issues with going over budget, and <laughs> that makes sense. And, um, fair, yeah, fair, and uh, yeah, and um, uh, so this budget was about four million. And it overall, like worldwide, made 87.4 million. So, not. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> um, no. Nope. Um, and this is actually Disney's last animated work to be associated with RKO Productions. Um, and this was just before he ended up, you know, they created Buena Vista. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And um, this is also, this is actually, I think, on, I saw this on MDB, it was the. This is the only, this, this movie has a couple of lasts. So it was the last movie to be with R, uh, RKO. It was the last to be worked on by all nine of the nine old men. Oh. And the last to be animated by Ward Kimball. Who yeah, was, a you know, animated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I will admit, I did not dig more into that, but um, I'm like, what? Cause I mean, obviously the nine old men were around for a while. I guess this was the last time they all were mm-hmm. together. Um. And, I mean, I obviously grew up with this movie. I love it so much. Um, I have, I've read Peter Pan a couple of times. I have three different, I have three versions of it. <laughs> and there's two more I'm looking for. <laughs> like, ones that I read, like, I read that, oh, like, mm-hmm. those versions as kid, as a kid. And, like, I'm, like, the specific cover. Yeah. Um, Are you as much into Peter Pan as I am?
1: I think when I was younger. Yeah. And, like, again, watching the movie being that moment, I think with every movie that new like, Disney movie that I found, discovered, watched, I was obsessed with it for a solid four to five months. (laughs) Okay. If not longer.
0: Before the next
1: thing came along, you know?
0: Exactly. Um,
1: Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say that I am when... I'm comparing myself to you. (laughs) Cause, um, I mean, I think I'm a bigger fan of just the ride. Not to you, of course, but, um, than the film, (laughs) but it's
0: a fun ride. I like that ride. Yeah. It's a great ride. My favorite ride. Um, yeah, I like, I actually also, I love the sequel, which I know a lot of people don't. Um, and I, Mm -hmm. like I said, there's the 2003 version, which I definitely recommend. Um, and it is, yeah, live action. It's not Disney. Um, but this, I realized watching this movie again, is. I don't know when the last time I watched it was, but I realized this is a springboard for Peter Pan. Like, there's so much more that's, you know, just in the, like, this world or the topic or, like, there's so much more than just what is in this movie and it's I'm not saying this this is a great version I love this version so much but I realize like if you are if you do really love Peter Pan I definitely recommend watching other like watching the stage version or watching other movies or I've seen there's like so many prequel like there was a mini series a prequel mini series I found like back in high school that I watched um and they're do you remember Peter and the Star Catchers? No. It was like a book series. No. It was like a it was like a prequel. I only read like the first two. Um it's like a it's like a soft, not really soft, it's a prequel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's kind of just why he's able to pretty much the first one's how he's able to fly, and it's Stardust. Hence Star Catchers. Um I think that's actually I've seen all that floating around on IMDb. I think that's in like development. Mm-hmm. How developed it is, I don't know. Um but the live action one, I think they just the live action like Peter and Wendy that we we've talked about that that's actually they've already they're currently shooting that I think. yeah
1: or well, they finished casting for sure and then yeah I think they're finishing up like pre production
0: yeah, yeah. Um, please don't fail <laughs> <laughs> just don't please don't like I can't take it anymore <laughs> I'm running I'm getting tapped out on my. No, it's gonna be good. We're talking about live action remakes. Hello. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, um, not that episode, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So uh, this, I mean, I realize also watching it, like there's and why I say springboard is because I realize like there's not like a heavy. Hammered in message in this movie. There's a very heavy theme, but I wouldn't really say this. It's actually trying to teach a lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was kind of like, it, it finally kind of like hit me. Like I'm like, not the saying. There's not like a lot. Le- there's not substance or like depth, but there's definitely like, it's um. It's I don't know. It's not trying to teach. Yeah, It's like purely the opposite of Raya in <laughs> the last track. In. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of hammering in the lesson. We get it! <laughs>
1: <laughs> no lesson. <laughs>
0: um, And I mean, and I've seen so many like weird like threads of like, the whole reason the story was made was to teach kids about why they need to grow up and all this stuff and blah blah blah. And I remember st- seeing somebody going like, um no, he just wrote a story. <laughs> like it was just meant to be fun <laughs> it was not meant to be like no you have to grow up because of this it's like no that's, that's I, didn't I didn't even get I didn't, that yeah <laughs> that's not at all the reason it's also and that's why I like it because it's just fun it's just like these three kids are taken to this far away magical place and they're flying and there's pirates and it's like it's high like adventure like that that's what makes it fun is that there isn't it's it's just kind of just is yeah um but like in like the, it's been a while since I've read the book, but I keep referring to like that you know the live the the 2003 version because there's very much it's sort of a lesson, but it's it's very it's very heavy because uh, like so in this version I guess uh, Disney was not thrilled with how it turned out because he didn't he didn't he thought Peter was really um. Unlikable and cold, and yeah, and I'm like, that's hilarious because, like, so I, I think, like, and I know what you're gonna say because we've had this exact conversation, but like, if you go on Pinterest, like, <laughs> I think people disagree, um, myself <laughs> included. Uh, yeah. Like, wait, <laughs> <laughs> like we've had this exact conversation, I think, on this show, um, <laughs> um, but like. But a lot of, like, experts, like, J.M. berry experts, because obviously J.M. is the author, were like, no, he's supposed to be kind of like a heartless sociopath. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, I mean, two things about that. One, like, yeah, if you're a kid, and you're not aging, you're not growing or changing, and you're just stunted, like, you're, like, it makes sense why he'd be considered a sociopath, but, like... I think the problem Jeez. is like I can understand that but this version of him I don't necessarily think he's as like I don't think he's heartless like mm. you know like he's a like he he has a good sense he I think he has a really he has no sense of right and wrong but he has a good sense of good and evil. Yeah, okay. Because and I mean like like, for example, the scene with the mermaids, um, and he's just, like, they're just, like, tormenting Wendy and dumping water on her, and she obviously does not like it, and he's just laughing, because everything's a game to him. And even, I was flipping through the book, and there's even a scene where, like, I want to say Michael, so, like, the younger brother, he, like, mm-hmm. is falling, he's not, like, flying anymore, he's falling, and Peter's just laughing. Oh. And Wendy's like, uh, no, go get him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Go get him,
0: please. <laughs> but like, I mean, <laughs> but like seriously, like I mean, I again, I never viewed him as like. I think there's just so many versions where people have realized, like, when you have someone like that who doesn't change or evolve, yeah, it's got to go to dark places. Yeah, <laughs> and the reason I was flipping through the book <laughs> is it's because cool. I. I'm sh- I this I remember was was floating around the internet. I don't know where I heard this, but then I had to check to see if it was real. Um the whole like Peter killing the lost boys. Have you heard that?
1: I'm sorry, what?
0: Okay, you haven't heard of that. Okay. Um <laughs> I'm sorry, what? So supposedly supposedly there was like oh, when the lost if the lost boys grow up or start to grow or age or whatever, he kills them because that's forbidden. And, uh, or like the ones that escape become pirates or something. And then I had done like a little bit of research and I then flipped the book and I found the line and I'm like, oh, cause I don't remember this when I was a kid, but basically, um, okay. So this is, this is the line. This is from the book. Mm-hmm. The boys on the island vary, of course, it's talking about the lost boys, the boys on the island vary, of course, in numbers, according as they get killed and so on. And when they seem to be growing up, which is against the rules, Peter thins them out. Which is implying, because what, I mean, what can that Peter mean? That Peter kills like, them! <laughs> but, like, and the thing is, it doesn't obviously say, like, he kills them. It's just, like, no, like, I mean, what can that mean? Mm-hmm. And that's also, see, that's dark. That is messed up. That's, yeah, I mean. But this but this version, I can't ever see him doing something that in, that.
1: Insane. I mean, part of it's implied.
0: Yeah. Wait. In the movie. Yeah.
1: When? When they're signing the things, like um, at the end when they are all like on Captain Hook's ship, and the pirates are all singing the what? song to kind of convince them. It
0: was just like, "Hey, join my crew," well, or the- walk the plank, the pirates and then do that. That's not.
1: Yeah, but the pirates are just like, uh. Like, it's kind of implied that, that that's what they did. Like, they were Lost Boys. Yeah, and the to, they agreed to grow up with Hook because of the ultimatum.
0: Okay. maybe I didn't. Because I thought it was just like, hey, join us or die. I didn't think about it beyond... I didn't really think about it... Because this movie's very much like, the pirates are bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's it. Well, but also, actually, um, Captain Hook, I realize this is the first time we have a villain who's part of the jokes. He like gets gags and like, uh, you know, makes us laugh, which Mm -hmm. we hadn't had up until this uh, before then. Mm -hmm. Like, like even in like, like, especially at the Renaissance, it's not as much that they get like, they're like telling jokes. They themselves. I'm like, for example, like, uh, Ursula or Jafar or Scar are just really sarcastic or over dramatic or like mm-hmm. they're just funny because they're relatable. Whereas like I mean, Hook, there's like I mean, there's all these uh like, you know, oh no, he's the hero. Like Peter's the ba-. like, there's all these different things about that. But like in this, like, he's we we don't he's just he's funny. But he is the bad guy. Like, you do not want him to win. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um. But, yeah, I had to go look. I was, like, going to flip through the book to see. I'm like, I gotta find that Peter kills I don't remember children. that at all. I'm like, what? That is just, I'm like, that's, that's, that is so twisted and so messed up. <laughs> and, uh, like, I think when I first heard that, I was like, Um, no. And then, <laughs> um, no. <laughs> wrong I I looked it up. yeah and but it's just it's just lightly implied like it is not directly stated but what else could that mean yeah that's kind of yeah um
1: have you seen um once upon a time oh yeah yeah when i was watching rewatching, i should say uh peter pan i kept thinking back to like how they portrayed peter pan in once upon a time and I'm just like, yeah, gosh, I need to stop like referencing it because it was like ruining it for me.
0: But he was like, th- he was like actually like scary and like creepy, and the Lost Boys were super creepy. That was my thing with Once Upon a Time. Was it like half you because the first half of the season, like one half of the season, you get a villain that's like actually kind of diabolical and scary or whatever, and then the next half you get one that's really whiny like i'm not saying they don't have these interesting motives or anything or they're not they're bad bad guys they're just very whiny Mm -hmm. and it's like oh my god you're not even it's like annoying almost (laughs) like peter was a creepy villain oh yeah um but um yeah no i was thinking of that too (laughs)
1: glad i wasn't
0: alone on that (laughs) one see that that peter would do something like that (laughs) that's where i would believe that i'd be like oh yeah (laughs) murder the children Cause yeah, this Peter, like, he's he's just in. Again, it's been a while since I've read the books, I don't quite remember. But in the two thousand three version, which let me make me clear, that is not a Disney movie. I don't remember what studio that was, but um, there's very much a whole thing about like he doesn't like Wendy. Just um, she wants more than what childhood offers. Mm-hmm. And he does not understand that. And he doesn't understand. But he also like, doesn't understand like love or any of that. And I realize that's very much like a child. Like he it's like kind of particularly with his relationship with like Tinkerbell. Mm-hmm. He definitely loves Tinkerbell, but he doesn't understand like that. He just like I I love that scene so much in this mm-hmm. movie. <laughs> it's so heartbreaking, but it's so like it kind of really because obviously that's really what this movie is a that's this movie is, just like, it's just a simply a story. Like, I, I was really saying, would you say the main character's Wendy? Or is it Peter? <laughs> or is it, like, is it about Peter and Tinkerbell? Like, because the, the real, like, change that comes from it is Peter, like, well, two things, I guess. Peter um, con- convincing Tinkerbell, like, no, you were the most important thing mm-hmm. to me. And Wendy, like, I mean, yeah, sure. I'll grow up. <laughs> That's fine. I got it. We got I love that part in the beginning where she, where uh, the dad's like, "This is your. This is your last night in the nursery. You're getting a room of your own." And everyone's like, <gasps> <laughs> "Like, it's like, oh my god! You just you're being what a horrible parent. You're giving your child their own room, your own <laughs> yeah. room. She shares with two boys. Like, like, shouldn't she be begging for her no, own? Oh, she loves it." I mean, I'll
1: get into it later, but...
0: <laughs> but, I mean, I understand. Like, I'm like, can't she still end? But then later, Peter's like, what? If you get your own room, that means no more stories. It's like, why can't she just come into the room and tell stories? And it's then too leave? much of a hassle. How far <laughs> away is her room? <laughs> the other side <laughs> it's of that <laughs> enormous... But yeah, I love... the. <laughs> I just love it so much, because it's so... like They're all just... <gasps> and it's like, this is not a bad thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> This is pretty, like, typical... <laughs> <laughs> but it's so funny. Everyone's just like, like, like he just said he's gonna kick her out of the house. It's like, nope. You're just probably gonna go down the mm-hmm. hall. I would think. I don't know the layout of the house. <laughs> I need a uh, layout of the Darling household, please. <laughs> oh my god, I'm I'm not even. I you know what? Actually, I love to say I would be surprised if there is one, but I wouldn't be surprised. But it's like you know what? We only ever see that room and the uh, backyard. And like I guess the stairs going up to the room. We don't
1: actually see the. Well, whole their house. parents' room seems to be like right next to them. Right? Oh yeah, it's, there has to be something. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's a it's a pretty big house. <laughs> like, and I mean, I guess, and also the implication at the beginning with the whole, um, this has all happened before, mm-hmm. and the, it, I mean, that kind of goes with at the very end when uh, George Darling, like, it's I think it's it's a light implication that he also. Has a history with Peter Pan mm-hmm. because, because really, I, I mean, I guess really, I guess the lesson of this is, is it's just again, it's not because I, I feel like it is a lesson, but it's so subtle, it's not really the main focus. It's kind of just in the background mm-hmm. of like, just because you grow up doesn't mean you have to, you know, lose sight of like, you know, like what make like of like make believe and imagination and like magic. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, um, which is very corny, but it's it's true, and that's very especially that theme is really, really present in the sequel. Yeah, I'm more familiar with the sequel. The sequel, I I I love the sequel so much. I can't wait till we talk about it. Oh yeah, <laughs> like oh my god, I love it so much. Like I don't even. Do you say would do? You, do you think you like the second one more? That's a hard one. <laughs> yeah, right? because I mean. I think
1: I do only because I watched, watched it, more. it more. Yeah. It was more what I gravitated towards. I think, you know.
0: It's a it's a good sequel. Yeah. It's a very underrated it sequel. It is an
1: underrated sequel.
0: Yeah. Um, but we're not talking about the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there was, there was actually also a lot of, like, things, a, a lot of different concepts that got thrown out. And I guess there was kind of a lot of back and forth on how much should it be you know how much should they go off of the book um like i guess in the uh, in the book um wendy doesn't find uh, peter's shadow uh the mother does and you know yes he comes back the second. but basically we have that whole interaction of her like finding his shadow and then he comes back the next night mm-hmm. and uh as opposed to just like oh she has a shadow mm-hmm which i mean they kind of quickly just this is also that was the thing this movie was way shorter than i remember. oh yeah this one by so fast <laughs> it's like a like a little it's like hour and a half a little over an hour i don't know how it, it was it was like a maybe an hour 77 and a half. minutes
1: yeah so yeah just um, a tiny bit well, probably with credits and everything
0: yeah an hour <laughs> I, actually speaking of actually no yeah sure um <laughs> see, is this relevant um I mean it's all relevant um the uh the song uh, uh oh my holy how did I forget the, oh my god I'm so unprofessional of <laughs> what is the song called wait which one? Second star to the right oh holy crap okay um <laughs> basically oh my god sorry um <laughs> I almost said second the I don't I don't even know I'm sorry it's been a long day. You're good. Um, <laughs> um, that song was actually originally written for Alice in Wonderland. Oh, it was gonna be called like Beyond the Laughing Sky or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which sounds really creepy. It's like a little yeah. related to the Cheshire Cat, um, but it I I can't imagine it in there. Like, I mean, then again, it's also been like, of course I can't, because I only have heard it through this movie. Yeah, But it's just, I can't, like, I, it just sounds weird. And also the music for, I don't remember, it was, might have been out Oliver Wallace who did it as well. I don't remember. But, um, it just doesn't, in my head, it doesn't match. Like, the melody mm-hmm. doesn't match. But again, I, I don't remember who, I don't remember. I apologize. I don't have all my notes memorized. <laughs> it's okay. Um, um anyway um so yeah there was a lot of different concepts and there's actually i guess and it's uh, you can watch the it's like a concept uh like storyboard like deleted scene on uh, disney plus and i guess nana almost went with them to neverland Mm -hmm. which is so cute right? (laughs) right actually okay when they when when they're all flying away and michael puts a bunch of like you know, puts pixie dust on Nana and she starts flying. She's still connected to the tree. Mm-hmm. So when is she gonna get down? But also, this is my other question: Do you think the fairy dust wears off? Uh, I mean, yeah, because throughout Wendy, other aside from Peter, Wendy is the one we see flying the most, mm-hmm. and she. seems to be struggling. Like she's flapping her arms, which I feel like wouldn't do anything. Or, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's helping or maybe she thinks it's helping her. I don't know. But she's like flapping her arms a lot, especially like from like the mermaids to Skull Rock. And then after Skull Rock, she's just like, (laughs) it's like, she's going so slow. And, um, apparently it's one of the animators, uh, had a lot of trouble with, he struggled a little bit with, um, doing the animation for it because obviously Peter kind of has to appear weightless mm-hmm. and that also just brings up this question I've always had like do you like does it do you think that the just in general with flying like <laughs> are they just flying or is it specifically related to weight because cause I think in my head like I'm thinking if you're heavier wouldn't it be harder like to just levitate like, I don't know I have just so many I'm trying to think of the physics of it. (laughs) Physics of flying. Which is weird because I am, you know, not a scientist. (laughs) I mean, if we're going on, like, what
1: I know from, like, Tinkerbell and Pixie Dust and these things. Because she
0: has wings, though, too.
1: Yeah, she does have wings. But they're almost useless without (laughs) Pixie Dust. Yeah, And, you know, it's all derived from, like, a source. She has to get it from the from pixie hollow
0: and in the so you were into the tinkerbell those things oh
1: is it does it show
0: (laughs) i had friends in high school that were super into it and i like i just wasn't i don't know
1: i was not like super into it but i I did (laughs) watch them a fair amount yeah but from what i know from that Um, it does equate, like, the heavier the object, or the bigger the object, the more pixie dust is required. Yeah. So, I would assume that, like, with the amount that she gave off to them, it would wear down.
0: Okay. Because that's what I always assumed, and then while I was watching it, I'm like, it has to be wearing off. Because, but also the fact that, like, I understand that just force of habit, they would probably instinctively not just fly everywhere. Mm-hmm. but like there's a couple of times where I'm like, okay, when they're at the mermaid lagoon, why wouldn't Wendy have flown down? Mm-hmm. Which I love that. I love that scene because Peter just like, I'll show you the mermaid. And then just jumps off, <laughs> leaving her to climb down this terrain. And I actually, I had that mo I had a moment like that. um, like on new year's or new year's day or whatever. My friends and I were in like Fort Bragg mm-hmm. and, it's, like, pretty rocky to get down to, like, the actual beach without getting in, like, into the ocean. Yeah. And I'm, like, stepping down. Like, I felt so much. like I was, like, that's all I was thinking about when I was doing it. Uh,
1: but yeah, flying. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't assume it goes by weight, because she does, I mean, she spends a ton of
0: times for the ship. Um, wait, who, are we talking about, wait, Wendy or Peter Payne. No, sorry, Tinker Tinkerbell no tink (laughs) that's what i was thinking i'm like wait who were you talking about (laughs) yeah because that's the thing is also i understand like peter and tinkerbell fly everywhere and all the time it makes sense why they are so much faster than any like i totally know why they are more uncomfortable like (laughs) um like everybody else is more uncomfortable with like they don't want to fly as much because yes it's super fun but um I mean, I guess practice takes perfect. Makes perfect. I don't know. Um,
1: <laughs> flute, flute. It's, it's, it's definitely he that, that one. It's definitely <laughs> that one.
0: I do love um, um, you can fly number. The whole, like, it, it's it's very, something about that whole scene, that sequence is so sweet and, like, innocent and, like, they're just, yay, we're flying. And, like, I, I love it so much. Like, especially, particularly the end, like, mm-hmm like, as the, sweat, like, the music is so good, I just, I can't, I don't even know what else to say about it.
1: The music is really good.
0: Yeah, let's have to talk about, this is a good segue, um, because, um, yeah, this is a good segue into talking about the music, because I feel like, like I said, I don't think it gets the, uh, necessarily, like, the res- the it, it, the respect it deserves. It is really fun, and it's, a, it's very, also very comical, um, like, I realized, like, when we did Snow White, the music was very much, um, I felt like, and with, with, like, musical numbers and, like, score, it felt very much like an opera, almost. And part of that, to be fair, is because all the singers in it were classically trained opera singers, but it did kind of have that, that like, <laughs> epicness. So- <laughs> and Sleeping Beauty, yeah. the music very much sounds and feels like a ballet, as it is based and comes from, a lot of the music comes from the ballet um um this i feel like is just somewhere in the middle it kind of seems a little bit more traditional score but like i love like the scene where like hook is like uh, you know he's freaking out over the crocodile and then like they hear the ticking Mm -hmm. and it's just like so like the the rhythm is Mm -hmm. so good (laughs) um Oh god, like I love it so yeah. much. And it, it is this kind of like the tension is building as like and even like kind of what I was saying before about Captain Hook being part of the gags, like his mustache is like twitching to the ticking. Like it's so great. Mm-hmm. And then it happens again. I think my other one of my other favorite pieces of music in this is the um Mermaid Lagoon, like they see Hook coming and and I love that whole scene, oh, uh-huh. because first, like, everything just starts to get dark, and it's so bizarre, because it's so quick and subtle that you don't even almost notice it. I mean, you notice it, but, like, it's just kind of like, oh, it's dark mm-hmm. now. And then, and I kind of also love the fact that it suddenly gets dark when Hook is nearby. <laughs> and then um, mm-hmm. the music is very, like, is it staccato? Like, it's just very, like I said, it's uh, really like timed so great. And then like the crocodile is like moving with the music as well. Like, um, and mm-hmm. there's another song that we should talk about. Oh. <laughs> I was like, wait, oh, I don't how no. bring it up, but let's be real. Um, the, I mean, this is probably the more
1: innocent ways to start wait, talking about is... very, wait, are we
0: talking about the same thing?
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I would assume there's only one song in this. That would raise concern.
0: So uh, after, you know, Peter has saved Tiger Lily, there's the whole number with the um, native people, which which I'm really hoping they can totally fix it in the live action. And I really hope they do. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of annoyed me a little bit that like, I remember when I saw Hook, I did Hook for movie reel and I had never seen it before. And I've seen like parts of it, Um, but they're not there at all. I think there's maybe they're met- mentioned and Kevin and Bruce saying mm-hmm. like, probably because of their, you know, the way they're portrayed in this, which is obviously incredibly racist. <laughs> that's probably why yeah. they just didn't <laughs> even want to touch that, which I understand. But I also think that it's something like, it's something that's fixable. Like, yeah, they can, there
1: is a way to do yes,
0: it. in the prequel, I remember, it's called Neverland, if anybody ever catches it. Um, and they, like, the girl, I don't remember if she was Tiger Lily. I thought that was kind of the implication, was that was, like, the role. But um, if that was her mm-hmm. name in it. But she was, like, a, a Native American actress. Like, you can cast Native American people. And I feel like, also, but really, the scene, this entire number, and as well as, it's not even just their design, which is very much a racist caricature. It's also they're totally being, their language is being totally mocked and it's like, it's, it sounds every language sounds weird to someone who doesn't speak it, but to like make fun of it in this way is obviously really not okay and sad. And, um, but I do got to say, though, this song is so weird because two things. Do you remember how in Dumbo, how we talked about how the crows managed to be incredibly racist and progressive? <laughs> no, remember?
1: Like, yes. No, main- no, I remember. Yeah. I remember. Yeah.
0: Because uh, reminder, yeah, the main crow was a white guy and they were crows because of Jim Crow. Because, you know like i don't even know what to say like racism. i remember i remember reading something that said isn't that the most racist thing you've ever heard um yeah and um um but um like, like the crows were m- most of the crows were black actors which was unheard of at the time and in this case it's like It's definitely not, I'm not saying it's progressive. It is not. There's nothing about this is progressive. But why I bring it up as Mm. a comparison is because, like, let's pretend for one second that none of this is racist. Mm. (laughs) It is. Let's just pretend (laughs) for one second it isn't. They're saying that their skin is red because they're yeah, Which is like, it's trying to make something racist and make it Mm -hmm. cute. Which is such a weird combination. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, <laughs> like, I think it's, um, it's an interesting way and I can see where they're trying. Cause I mean, it's hard because it's so blatantly racist, but I think, yeah. you know, in the film, in the context, they're children, you know, they're howling and stuff yes. like that because that's what they hear. They think it's a game. They think it's fun. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's innocent. Yes. It's so innocent that, you know, obviously they're not being racist. Like the children aren't being in the in context. The context yes. um, as yes. an audience <laughs> who understands. I'm glad
0: you, yeah. And I'm glad you bring up the innocent thing because I remember obviously as a kid, I didn't think, I don't think I thought anything of this, obviously as a little kid. And then when I was learning about like, native americans and like you know all of that when i was like elementary school i don't think for one second i thought like i i think i was like oh this is how they really look i don't think i ever for one second thought like that's not how they look in peter pan i was just like oh that's a movie i understood that enough that it i was very quickly and then very you know eventually learned that that's a horrible this is a horrible depiction yeah um but in terms of, like, learning and being educated about it, it was just, like, I, it was, like, you know, you learn about any other culture. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like, for the live action, I really hope they they fix it, because I feel like if they, they're either going to fix it, or they're not going to do it at yeah. all. Yeah, I mean, um, I see it. I, I feel like not doing it is not the answer. Yeah.
1: I agree. I mean, it's, it's sensitive, and I think this along with Dumbo and some of these, you know, older Disney films get such a bad rap. And, of course, you know, this is one of our Disney rants that I will save for later. Of the whole, you know, they try to cancel the movie. They want the whole movie gone. And I'm like, no. Um, But I understand. But it's the same thing. Like, no child is going to take this watch this film, watch that scene and be like, I'm racist now.
0: Yeah. Like, no
1: child and like and it's, it is a learning thing. I mean, I can understand because the last thing you want is your own child to mimic what that is scene is depicting. You know, you have to like, start teaching your kid, hey, you cannot wear this headband and do these yells and stuff because of X, Y, and Z
0: and yeah um but this applies to pretty much any like culture you don't want to be don't don't be insensitive to any culture you don't understand yeah and um like the re. i mean let's and the thing is obviously this this book is set the story is set in like like early 1900s mm-hmm. like like maybe 1910s or whatever um you know there was the whole like cowboys and indians like stories you know it's obviously at that period of time and as well as when the movie came out no one thought anything of it and then eventually um this is horrible and that's why uh you know disney plus puts as well as many other movies they put like a little warning ahead of time saying hey this has a racial depiction no it's not okay but and I agree, cutting it out isn't the right thing. And uh, Peter Pan is—I don't know if is—is it every all all movies with the warning, or is it just? I know it's not just Peter Pan. They put it so it can't be accessed to kids. And I think I have no real issue with that. I get it. They're just—they're trying to do whatever they can to be sensitive and respectful. Yeah. Um, without taking it off of Disney yeah. Plus, yeah. and. But I think this is, so, like, we had talked about how, like, Cinderella and Snow White, for example, might give, like, might give depictions, like, you know, kind of anti-feminist depictions, whereas, where about, and we've said how those just have a conversation with your, you know, with your child, whereas this is, like, you can have that conversation, but, like, we both kind of, we both seem to be on the same page of, like, you quickly learn on your own that this is wrong Mm -hmm. without having your parents try to explain it to you because I don't think I was ever taught this is wrong I was just again I just learned it through school like yeah and the thing about this whole number though it's it's also just frustrating because this is let's be real this is a very fun number and it's like it makes me mad because this song is so catchy. Because it's racist. But it, of course is so <laughs> racist. No, I <laughs> it's agree. So catchy. I mean I
1: was kind of like um I was like well. left for it's, it's
0: it's it's the lyrics obviously are terrible, but it's like the rhythm
1: yeah is so great. I was, and that's what makes it like, fun. Like vibing. I was like I can't find a different word. Um until I was listening cuz I had the subtitles obviously, and I was like, yeah, "Oh yeah. no, it's getting worse." Like it was just so bad. But I'm just but like, also, ah, yeah, it's catchy. And I mean, I did also kind of like, you know, obviously they're they're chalking up the red skin to blushing. And I'm like, yeah. that's cute because, you know, Tiger Lily is like, you know, like Eskimo kissing Peter Pan. And it's so innocent and it's so sweet. Yeah. And it's, you know, because I guess, you know, in the context or I guess the situation, they're like kind of initiating him, giving him uh a name, you know, welcoming Peter Pan into yeah. their tr- tribe, I guess I would say. Yeah. Um, So it's it's all very lighthearted. And in that context yeah. and context alone, it's a very sweet and innocent. And like the questions, they're not saying it to make fun of them. They're like, I have a genuine question. And this is the song is their answer, you know?
0: Yeah. It's just, it's it's weird. It's a very, it's there are other racial depictions in Disney that are just like, well, that's unnecessary and that's uncalled for. And this is obviously all of those things, but like these characters are the, they are part of the story. They're very much part of the story and in the books. Um, I, I think, yeah, it's definitely just, it's racist. Like, I don't really know what else we can say about it um oh but, i i uh, know what i can say I'm, i mean okay sexist go. okay <laughs> oh oh okay i actually i i actually you know what i kind of love that part it's so funny because i'm sorry what? Not letting, no 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 no, no. <laughs> they're not letting wendy participate because she's a girl mm-hmm. and then they make her go with firewood she then comes back and she's like gets furious when she sees Tiger Lily like you know, giving the Eskimo kiss to Peter. And then they're telling her to go get more firewood. And she's like, no, and leaves. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I just love that she, Wendy, this is a good segue <laughs> to Wendy. Um, so yes, recap, it's racist. It's not it's okay. It's racist. Um, like I, yeah. Um, I'm, we're, t- we're trying to obviously make that very clear that we don't stand with these depictions. These are horrible depictions mm-hmm. of people. Um, Wendy, but yeah, let's, let's segue to Wendy. She, I think as a little kid, I felt like I didn't like her. I think I was, it was kind of that you're not supposed to like her because she's like, oh, she's, she's like, she's the girl, not just like in this movie, but the same kind of reason why as a kid, I didn't like Snow White, like, oh, she's so dramatic. And she's got the squeaky voice and like, whatever, like very, I was like, eye roll, like I rolly, like I didn't really care. And then. I realized when I got older, I'm like, I don't, what's, why did why, why was there the initial bash against her? Like mm-hmm. she, I have no issue with her. I kind of love Wendy. She's just like a dreamer and a storyteller. And I thought the sequel did a great job of like keeping, continuing with that. Um, and like, I just kind of love this moment where she just, she, throughout the movie, actually she stands up for herself like in this instance like she's not being treated the same and she's like well if i'm not being treated the same then i don't want to be here and she leaves um or when the mermaids are like you know dumping water on her and she picks up a shell and is gonna she's <laughs> probably gonna do something before peter steps in <laughs> um like she is just doing this the whole like or i also just love the scene when peter arrives and um she's about to she, he's like, okay, come on, come with me to Neverland. She's like, oh, wait, no. First I got to pack, and then I got to do, like, she's just, she's, she's very, the fact that, like, I'm trying to think, she's, like, 12 or 13. She's very mature, but also this is, like, vic- what, Victorian, like, London, of course, she's super mature. Mm-hmm. Proper. and Yeah. Um, and I did, as a kid, I kind of, and I still do, I kind of loved her sewing um, Peter's shadow back on him. Mm-hmm. I, um, I remember as a little kid, I, I, I love sewing and I actually, I remember before I was watching it, I was actually, I, I tend to like, whenever I have like a shirt that's too long or something, I'll like cut it or hem it or whatever. I weirdly love sewing. It's very therapeutic. And I think I remember when I was a little kid, because of that scene, I would take floss and just kind of pretend to sew. There's something just, I don't know, like, and I did the same thing with like, um, when Mulan is, like, writing down, uh, you know, notes for her meeting with the matchmaker, I didn't know what she was writing, but I was just, like, putting, like, I think I love the action of it, like, the motion mm-hmm. of it, which sounds weird, but, um, yeah, I would just kind of, like, pretend to be sewing with, like, floss. I think I just loved the, there was something very, like, I don't know how to explain It, it is, I mean, yes, there is the whole, like, oh, she's a, she's a girl, she's being taught these, like, household things that women at this time had to know but like I I don't know I kind of it's just something it's this weird little like innocent moment that kind of this like stuck with me um but I was just love I just love that whole actually that sequence even when Peter first arrives and kind of going back Mm -hmm. to what we were talking about with the music like just the little like the is it a flute just like his theme when we first see oh um Mm mm-hmm and it took me forever to realize that George Darling was being sarcastic <laughs> when, when the mom's like, 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 are we sure about leaving them? They said they saw somebody who Peter Pan. Oh, what should we do? Should we call Scotland Yard? And I was like, oh, <laughs> he's being sarcastic. I didn't get that when I was five. Like, I thought he was being like, I don't know what I thought. But clearly I it went right over my head until I was 25. Mm hmm. <laughs> um um but uh anyway wendy also wendy is very much you can see is very much like her mother her mother seems to be way more okay with them all being into this make-believe stuff the dad is way more like practical and i guess there was actually a concept of i think john being left behind because he was too practical and not fun which seemed which doesn't make any sense, because that would have been a great, like, if that, happ- that storyline was of him, whatever, like, whether he didn't want to go or not. That storyline could have been turned into, like, kind of what they did with the sequel, I guess, of, like, just because, you know, don't grow up too fast or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I just thought that was, like, wait, that's, so they're just gonna leave their, that sounds, that's lame. <laughs> <laughs> that's lame. <laughs> that's something that that's weird, like, I don't know. <laughs> Um, do you have a uh, favorite part in this movie? Favorite scene? Mm. Or a favorite moment? That's a good question.
1: I mean, I think when I go back to this movie, the only thing that I... I mean, my sister is obsessed with Tinkerbell. Mm -hmm. So it's always like moments with Tinkerbell. (laughs) And that I always go back to, and I would say it's the beginning when she's locked in, when she's getting tossed and turned in this little drawer of yeah. like needles and so like sewing things. Yeah, and just her faces and her attitude, because I mean, th- this is obviously way before we get any character development on Tinkerbell. Adam.
0: You know, um, yeah, p- when Tinkerbell in this movie doesn't really get a ton of character development she gets a lot of it in the second one Mm -hmm. um in this one she well because i mean in this she just and even in the second one peter acknowledges like oh yeah she's just jealous like and he actually actually you know he says all girls get that way around me (laughs) and he's totally fine with that Mm -hmm. and when and tinkerbell try is so jealous of wendy when it's like He's not for she's he's not forgetting about you. It's been, like, what, an hour <laughs> since they met? She literally leads Wendy to... Tries to lead Wendy to her death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. And in the next one... Actually, this brings up... Sorry to kind of segue from your Tinkerbell thing, but I was... No, you're good. I realized, like... Peter, like, the mermaids are definitely enamored with him and, like, flirt with him. And, mm-hmm. like I said, he makes that comment in the second one, like, and I'm, I'm trying to think, like, age aside, like, does he, he has to understand to some degree that they kind of like him. To some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, But, um, not to, like... But I'm just curious because it's weird because obviously he's not going to change. He's not going to. Nothing is ever going to happen. Yet there's this weird, there's this like odd flirtation going on with not necessarily. Would you say someone say it's from him? It's all coming from like mermaids, yeah, or even like Wendy, I guess. Um, but Wendy pretty much. I mean, she's jealous throughout the movie of his, you know whenever he gets attention from uh, like Tiger Lily. <laughs> -hmm. But, but I I kind of just love that scene later when, um, after when they're all back at the um, the tree, the treehouse, not treehouse, sorry, what's it, hangman's tree? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, (laughs) yeah, not not the best name. Which, by the way, when Tinkerbell's trying to lead Captain Hook like on the map, and he's like, what, like a couple steps this way? It's like you know every major landmark on this island seems to be labeled. Why not just go straight for it? Why Why the whole, oh, you gotta go this way and this way. It's like, it's right there. The adventure sound! <laughs> but it's not even just, like, a random spot. Like, it's just right, like, it's labeled on his map. The adventure! <laughs> <laughs> you don't oh. understand! Which, based on Hook's map, shouldn't when he's ch- trying to find where Peter Pan is in the beginning, and he's like, Cannibal Cove? It's like, wait, based on the map, it looks like they're in Cannibal Cove. Mm-hmm. Maybe they should move. <laughs> Do you think
1: they aren't the problem? Wait.
0: We haven't seen any other humans. <laughs> I know, yeah. they. It's like, why is- that's not, First of all, that's horrible. There's Cannibal Cove. Also- why is there cannibal go? Maybe move. Why would anyone want to be here? Exactly. That's the
1: best part for a pirate to be.
0: Um, but anyway, they're back in the uh tree and Wendy's very like upset and jealous of Peter, and he's like, Come on, Wendy, what's your problem? Everybody thinks I'm wonderful. <laughs> what? And then she's like, mm, especially Tiger Lily." He's like, "Tiger Lily." And it's like, "Oh, he sees the gears are turning." <laughs> I don't think he probably thought much after that, but <laughs> um <laughs> um anyway, so I, I everyone's okay. So you're talking about Tiger Bell. We do got to talk about um she pretty much threw pushed a bomb out of the way for him. Yeah. Um, so in the play, in the stage play, it's she drinks poison. Like he's about to drink it, and she just like kind of slips in and drinks it instead. And then there's that whole moment. I mean, I don't know. Maybe anyone anyone who's seen the play probably remembers. Like there's literally the part of like, clap if you believe in fairies, and the audience like, hey, hey, bring her back. You know. Um, Do you believe? Yeah, and and in the uh, the 2003 version, it's if you say there's no such thing as fairies, then a fairy dies. And if you say, (gasps) I do believe in fairies, I guess they just come back. (laughs) There's a whole thing about it in the book of like how they're born, like a baby laughed or something. And then, Oh yeah. It's a baby's first. Yeah. 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 Um, But like, she's so, I just kind of like, like there, I kind of like almost wish that there was some, something of focusing on just Peter and Tinkerbell, mm-hmm. um, you get a little bit of their backstory in the book. I think, like, he, I think she found him, um, but like they've been together for X amount of years, and the fact that she still is so gets so jealous when someone else might be taking her place, mm-hmm. which of course he doesn't view it that way. And even when she comes back, she's been <laughs> when he's when she. He banishes her forever and then is just like, uh, oh, you know what? Fine for a week. <laughs> it's like, wait, okay. And um and then she still breaks out. She tells tells Hook, no, you can't hurt him. She then breaks out, barely gets there in time. And he when when she shows up, he doesn't even seem mad. He's totally over it. He's totally over the fact that she almost killed Wendy. Mm-hmm. And then she still just like, you know, pushes the bum out of the way and I again like I love that scene and I noticed there's actually did you notice there's a weird animation mistake? No way when he pushes he pushes the rock um when he's like, you know, calling for her, um, before he like finds where she is. Mm. There's like a giant boulder, he pushes out of the way, and his hand, his uh his left hand, I guess, it looks like it's clearly meant to be like he's supposed to be, I think, between two rocks or something. But I think something maybe shifted because his hand is just in the air. And it's like, there's no way he's pushing off with this one arm, just pushing this rock and having no support on his other arm. It's, it's pretty, I mean, it's not that, it's pretty subtle, but like, I did notice it. I'm like, aha, mistake.
1: <laughs> the only um, uh, animation things that really that didn't bother me, but that I took note yeah. in was when they're flying to Neverland in the beginning. And I don't know if you noticed it, but like the further back they pulled in um, the shots, you could say. Um, wait, so like wait, when? What scene again? They're flying to Neverland. So they're flying through like London and stuff.
0: Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. And there's
1: just this part where they're all following Peter, but Peter's the only one with a face
0: oh my god okay it's like he do- they don't have faces they have like two dots for eyes and then a weird just like lined yeah. smile, like a smiley face and then just it gets closer and then he has a face yeah and then the details and yeah, come I, in
1: yeah you're just like uh it, ew because like you can yeah you can it's tell weird and i think most people wouldn't but uh we were trained and or scarred we're professionals <laughs> Yeah, yeah notice everything and I saw that yeah. and I was like, ew. I think I literally said it out loud while I was watching. I was like, ew. <laughs> I hated that. And I understand. Yeah, I understand the old times. <laughs>
0: yeah. But
1: ew. I did not like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, it's kind of, yeah, I, thought, I saw that too. And it definitely made me really think about how much animation has changed. Like how even from far away, like nowadays, that wouldn't be an issue. Um, the animation in this movie, it's... I realize I never... This is not a movie where I think that much about the animation. Mm -hmm. If anything, I'm more focusing on, like, the colors and the design. The animation's... It's great. It's good. There's nothing... I have no... I don't think it's, like, drop-dead beautiful, like, sleepy beauty or anything. It's nothing about it is, like, mind-blowing. It's great. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just good as it is. Um, I, I didn't... Again, like, I... I don't know. I just, other than like those kind of mistakes, which weren't that big a deal. It's just, yeah, it's old. (laughs) Like, and, um, it's just really, it's really anything. It's the color scheme. Like, I love how London is really like beautifully. It's like a dark blue. Mm -hmm. And then Neverland is obviously very bright. Um, Yeah. Like it's, uh, it's just, it's kind of, yeah, like I said, this movie came out in 1953. So, um, math that's uh -hmm. that's 60 that's 68 years like and it's you know still looks this good um have you seen any of those have you seen that picture where it says like how i think it's like hd or like uh in like cinderella they actually like they were trying to fix the color so much that actually some of the lines. on oh, and the, the dress and stuff. Yeah. Are like distorted. Like you don't even notice them. It just looks like, a, yes, the color's nice, but you're not, you're missing the like, the lines, like the definition of her dress. And I don't really notice issues with that in this movie. Um, yeah, it's it's visually, like animation wise, I think it's age 12. Mm hmm i must say it's aged well, but we already have a long conversation on why it did not age well. <laughs> did not um, age well. Um
1: but animation wise, minus three minutes of this film. Um great. I mean, again, yeah, I agree. There's nothing absolutely breathtaking in this film, but I mean, it's pretty. Yeah. Like, especially going through London and certain scenes it's the colors but i think it just goes with the overall movie it's not something that's supposed to be you know serious or you know like it's Mm -hmm. just something to enjoy and it's yeah very basic and like i don't know how to say uh or explain it but it's just this is what you're watching and that's it don't there's no message there is no I mean, you can grasp a message. You can,
0: you know, take things away from this film. Of course, there's a like we said, there's a theme. Yeah, I wouldn't really say it's a very, very. It's not really like I guess. Okay, beginning. Wendy does not want to. She says like, "I'm leaving the nursery. I'm growing up tomorrow." <laughs> it's <laughs> like not like you're going to college. You're just getting <laughs> your own room. Um, but just like, but um, I guess leaving nursery. Therefore, growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway. It's just like she's not ready to grow up, and then at the end, she's totally ready to grow up. But her and her parents are like, you know what, maybe we're a little too harsh. Mm-hmm. But And I guess there isn't really a scene that makes her kind of a, realize, no, I need to grow up, which I think that happens in the 2003 version. But it's more of just, you can see throughout the movie, she is the only, she's still incredibly mature, and definitely the most mature. And it's like her role is obviously just being the mother, which it's not that she's against that. There's a line in the book at the very end where, um, so in the original, the Lost Boys all go back with Wendy and, um, you know, and uh, Wendy goes to Neverland, like, for spring cleaning, I think is what it says. (laughs) And then, yeah, and then, um, but um, her mom, she says to her mother, like, because it's actually like it's not just a oh the parents are out for night which even in this movie it's kind of giving the implication like is it real did this really happen mm-hmm. and then the sequel kind of confirms that yes it did um but it's kind of it's it's trying to be a little ambiguous um but in in the i think in the book definitely in like uh, the other in the other movie there is very much the whole like they are missed. They are gone for like a while, and mm-hmm. the um, well in the movie it's about a day, I guess,
1: like a few well, hours. Okay,
0: a few. Well, actually, it does say like the, that's what the bomb's supposed to go off at six, and I'm like, is it six a.m., six p.m.? They were kidnapped last night. What time is it? So it's maybe at two days at the most. Um, but but um, anyway, uh, Wendy is obviously the most like the only adult among all these children. Mm -hmm. And in the book, there's kind of the part where she says like, you know, she's got to stay with never, got to stay on Neverland with Peter because he needs a mother. And her mom's like, well, you do too. Like you're a kid. And it's, she's, I think it's, it's more of, you can definitely argue that this kind of also made her grow up just a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, I feel like it's, it's, it's bizarre because I think, yeah, I think uh, there's not a moment where she realizes, no, I need to grow up. It's, it's more of like, it's bizarre. It's just, it's weird. It's weird. I don't know how to explain it well because she doesn't want to grow up. And then the end she does, but it it doesn't make zero sense. Her coming to that conclusion doesn't come out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, But, but, um, but also, Wendy, I think, right away, it's, like, she definitely has a crush on Peter, which is why she gets so jealous and mad at him. Yeah. And obviously, he does not pick up on it at all, because, I mean, A, he's a kid, but also he's a guy. That's <laughs> 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 true. But I do kind of love, like... um That moment where he does save her. I'm a little bit of a sucker for damsel in distress. I'm sorry, but I am. And when (laughs) she's about to like, you know, fall to her death and he just comes out of nowhere. Or when she um, walks off the plank and the whole like no splash. And then they're like hiding in the shadows and he's holding her, which he has to be either. She doesn't weigh a lot or he's got to be strong. Like, Or maybe (laughs) it's easier because he's flying. I don't know um don't go testing physics again yeah sorry god but like yeah there's a very it's not as much a message as it is a theme a running theme about how about like either growing up or kind of you know keeping keeping in touch with like you know childhood like pleasures i guess Mm -hmm. is, is the way to put it because um you know, that's very much, like we said, it definitely is brought up a lot in the second one. And there's also that line, I'm sure you've, you know, anyone who's seen, anyone familiar with Peter Pan probably seen it on the internet of, like, the whole, don't, growing up means, uh, wait, what is it? Oh, the like growing up means, don't, goodbye is, oh my god, this is gonna bug me. It's like, growing up means forgetting, or something. This is gonna bug me. Hang on, like, hang on. I was like, I'm looking on Pinterest. <laughs> Yeah, that's where I am too. Actually, I'm just going to go right to my board. (laughs) I'm probably, yep, I do. Of course I have a Peter Pan board.
1: Oh, is it never say goodbye because goodbye means going away and going away means forgetting?
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And the whole thing about that is it's kind of very present in the second one about how, like, it's not about growing up. Because obviously Wendy will grow up. It's just about maintaining, keeping, there isn't anything wrong with like having a little bit of like, you know, a a child in you, Mm -hmm. I guess, like being of of like of the joy and like the like the pleasures that only a kid would appreciate. So I think you can argue that's the lesson. That's definitely the theme. Um, But it's not. It's, it's kind of weird. I never really thought about this as being a lesson. Until, yeah. uh, there being a lesson until I was watching it. I'm like, oh wait, there is like not really a lesson in this. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, for sure. I think for me personally watching it, I, I don't
1: get get anything. I mean, I think that was like something about watching it right now.
0: Again. Because it's been a while. Um, yeah. I don't remember when I... I'm trying to think of when I last watched this. Like, I... We, we were, we thought about maybe having this release last week and I was like, just kind of, I, this is a very dumb excuse. I was just not in the mood to watch it. <laughs> like, I, like, I love this movie, but I was like watching it and kind of on my phone and I was on my phone. I admit watching this, but obviously I've seen it so much. <laughs> That it's acceptable, <laughs> like I know it. Yeah. Um, but I more was like, I want to be like paying attention, and like I that's why. And I'm like, you know, mo- at least twice. You have, I'll be like, hey, let's record, and you're like, I haven't watched it yet. So I'm like, <laughs> I I have earned at least one. <laughs> Where you're just like, can we? Uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Take your time, it's fine. Because <laughs> they're
1: it, it, like, it's so hard because these are like movies that we love. Yeah, And it's not that, you know, it's just like, oh, it's such a struggle to rewatch this movie. It's that we have to now go ahead and destroy our previous thoughts on a film. Because yeah. some of these movies we haven't watched in, in years. And, yeah. you know, I mean, I got traumatized for this podcast with Pinocchio. Um, I have to mention oh, really? that at least every <laughs> podcast episode. Um, I say that loosely. But, um... Like, it's those things which just like you blocked off so much or you didn't grasp certain things, you know, obviously you're a child. Things are going to fly off like above your head for a lot <laughs> of these films, yeah. especially the older ones. Um, and rewatching this is kind of just like, it's kind of like a mental, you have to mentally prepare yourself. And then not just that, but it's also like being film majors. And mm-hmm. knowing that you are going to criticize the heck out of this film only because you are you have been taught to, and you know what to yeah. look for, and you know that like ooh that that cut I did not like that, and, um you know yeah. obviously it's not gonna take away from a film being like you know obviously like a favorite childhood movie, but it's so completely like I understand. And I, I've done it more than you have, where I'm just like I have not seen it yet. <laughs> like I really have not seen it yet.
0: Yeah. Um. I mean, it's it's fine. <laughs> I was just like I've earned this. Um. So, age range for this movie. Um. Ooh. Like we kind of said, it, there's a lot of movies. Obviously, we've talked about where we feel like. If they're as long as they're old enough to have a conversation about whatever, and I think technically you can put that, put this movie in that category, mm-hmm. but at the same time, particularly because of the uh, racial depiction, like, but like we said, I feel like right away a kid is going to learn that that's not accurate when they start school. So um, I think yeah I think there's a lot of things there were things I was noticing that I'm like I never picked up on this as a kid I never know like I don't like the scene where like uh Hook's trying to trick Tinkerbell into like uh showing him where Peter lives Mm -hmm. and like uh Smee is getting drunk and yeah there's like a conversation (laughs) about like and, but there's also, I think earlier, there's a conversation where he's like, hey, how about we just leave and go somewhere else? And he thinks like, and he thinks Hook's with him until Hook's like, no, you're going to go to shore and you're going to go get Pinkerbell. Like, I don't think... There's a lot of these weird little these conversations that I didn't think that much about. And to be fair, it's probably because I really love Captain Hook as a villain. I never... Like, I don't obviously care about the scenes about Hook and Smee. I care about the scenes with Peter. So... I think, uh, as a kid, I think they can watch this, um, because I feel like a lot of this stuff is gonna go right over their head, but I understand, like, hey, let's wait till they already- because I feel like if they've learned, they've learned that that's not the depiction, I think, I'm just kind of curious, because like we said, we both kind of seen on the same page of, we learned in school, like, oh, that's not what, like, I mean, a Native American- They're not obviously American, but native, like a a, you know, whatever it looks like. But I feel like I write, you know, we right away understood that. But I'm curious to like, if someone who had, who was the opposite and learns about that stuff first and then sees this movie, I feel like if anything, then they'll pick up on the fact that it's racist Mm -hmm. right away. Whereas we picked, we didn't, I didn't really, you know, know the term racism till later, but I was like, oh, this is what they actually, this, this is what Native Americans actually look like. <laughs> so it's, it's a, I mean, you know, personal preference, I guess.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think, I think if you, I feel like, I feel like the whole, if they're old enough to like understand, like, Hey, this is, understand that this is not a, this is not an accurate depiction, that this is really mean and disturbing, Um you know, it kind of. I think it would just at that point depend on the parent, and if they're really that worried, then maybe just don't. Show yeah. Because <laughs> it's other than that scene, it's it's not. There's nothing adherently. Um, yeah. Bad, or or creepy. I think actually the most stressful part of the movie is like Skull Rock. I think. Yeah. I mean, really, if, we're, like, if you're trying to find it's, something, it's ri- yeah, yeah, I think I mean, there are scenes I like I think the whole Peter being like, fine, I'm not gonna fly is more of a it's, it's tense. But I think the for some reason, I think the only scene that would make someone uncomfortable is the fact that Peter is so willing to let this crocodile like, <laughs> just eat this person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that was like, I'm like, this is weird. This is, this is, this is, this is, um, okay. I don't, why was, why is this funny? It's weirdly funny and it shouldn't be because it's, it's really horrible. Um, but anyway, what do your, would your nieces watch this? I can see them not being that interested. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, there, I mean, there is this, uh, um, what's it called? There's this like a TV show. Um, that's like a uh, Jake and the Neverland Pirates.
0: Oh, and, um, yes, I've not seen it, but I remember I was babysitting my cousins, and I was like, ah, I get to finally watch it, and then. I it, <laughs> <laughs>
1: but anyway, um, so they were into that, um, yeah, and not so much anymore because there's just so much other things to watch. Um, but they were, they did enjoy that, but again, the way we judge a lot of these things about animation just how old school it is and considering they are growing up with Frozen <laughs> and um
0: yeah. and,
1: I mean obviously they-, they love some of the old ones you know um my youngest right now Jalen she loves uh, um I was like Lilo and Stitch and mm-hmm. um but again the animation in that is just way different than this and um Oh yeah. But in terms of story and all that stuff, this is something that I mean, obviously with these movies, you I agree. This is you have to be a parent about it. If you're not ready to have that conversation, yeah. if you don't believe in your child is ready to understand certain topics, you don't let them watch this movie. And it's not yeah. as I don't want to say as bad as other ones, but I'd say it's not as obvious. Um, Only because it's kids on kids, you know? It's the children reacting acting to yeah. this racist topic. And if they're around that age, yeah. they're going to react the same way and, you know, understand it at that level, which is innocent and that's okay. But it's also something yeah. that, you know, there, there is a conversation because I know that my niece, my oldest, Noelle... She is very impressionable. Yeah. She likes to repeat stuff. She likes to act out scenes. Like, she loves, Aww. like, she will quote the entire movie. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> and I live for it. Um, but that's something you have to be careful for. Because, you know, there are some movies that, like, that she's, you know, quote unquote, no longer allowed to watch because of some of the, you know, like Coco. Yeah, like we watched Coco. It was her favorite. It was like we were watching it like on a daily basis, and we had to stop because one of the things she started repeating was like, "I hate this family," which is one of the scenes in Coco, <laughs> and it's such a small, <laughs> insignificant scene, right? <laughs> to like a child, right? You yeah. would think it would just fly over their heads? They're just like, "This is dramatic." Um, go back to, um, you know, and but she's so smart. and she understands context so she understands if you know if maybe her mom and dad are like you know like telling her to come here or or, like do all this stuff or she's she she understands emotions so the way she processes that is by replicating what she's seen in movies yes and you know it's really easy to understand where it's coming from because um they didn't Get it immediately. They were like, "Who taught her this, ro- this word? Like, where did she learn this phrase?" And I'm like, "Oh, that's from Coco." <laughs> and yeah. they're just like, "Oh, well, Coco's got to go now." Um, and I'm just like, "I mean, no, but I'm not going to tell you how to raise your yeah. child." And but it's that same thing, you know. Like, are you ready for what your child may get out of this film? And that's a good point. On that alone, I wouldn't let Noel watch this just yet, even though she is like seven. Like I would wait. That's a yeah. Like I'm gonna wait longer to introduce this to her. And I think she she knows Peter Pan. Yeah. Like she has a grasp and I think like for now Disneyland is as much as she's gonna know about it. Yeah. Um but in terms of like the movie and the film, like (sighs) she'll know the second (laughs) one. I think she'll only know the second one. I realize.
0: I realize the only other like, and I guess the other. I forgot to mention this before. The only other thing that in this movie that does kind of call for some concern is when, uh, so the Lost Lost Boys and John and Michael go off, and uh, you know they're gonna go quote them. I'm quoting the movie. They're gonna go capture a few Indians. That's what. That's what they're gonna go do. And they find out Mm -hmm. later it's a game that they'll like capture them. They'll capture the lost boys. And they're just like letting each other go. Like it's all in fun. And John is like, turn us loose. You mean this is only a game? It's like, Oh my God, what were you got? What did you think you guys were all going to do? It, I never thought about that as a kid. Mm -hmm. I was just like, as a kid, I'm like, Oh, it's a game. And then as an adult, I'm like, what were you planning? Like, that's concerning. So, yeah. Now you made a very good point, and I do kind of think this is a very much a parental decision. I mean, Mm -hmm. all this is a parental decision, Um, but this is one that I think. um, I mean, to a really little kid, you could easily just not show the that scene. Yeah, yeah. That that's. I think that's the main point with
1: most of these films too. It's just like if they can watch it without understanding, if they're that young.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. So it's kind of it's it's bizarre. It's again because it's not like present throughout the whole movie. It's I mean I guess the concept is very present. They bring it up a lot, but um, that one scene is really just in, you know it's one it's one scene, but it is still in the movie. Um. Yeah. So it's that is feeder pan. <laughs> Um yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so I mean overall it it was fun to watch it again. Uh don't remember the last time I saw it. Uh yeah, no it, couldn't be. It occurred you. to me because so Disneyland is, you know, opened up and I I'm living down here now and my mom's like Disneyland actually sounds awesome right now at like what 25% and it occurred to me because I have two roommates, I'm like, and they're a couple, so I'm like, oh man, if we go on Peter Pan, I'm gonna have to go on my own little boat. <laughs> which I guess <laughs> is nice, but <laughs> which, or maybe that's a good thing, I guess. <laughs> um, I mean, there's a reason that line is always super long. Because mm-hmm. it's a really cute ride. I was like, I'll go. <laughs> I'll drive in mean, yeah, eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All oh, right. Um, I don't think other than, you know, I guess, I mean, actually, yeah, Disneyland opened up. I guess that's the only Disney news. Yeah, um, I mean, so
1: far, I've heard great things.
0: Yeah, uh, I've heard, I guess we had once said, I think, not once, when we found out it was opening, we were both like, do you think like a lot of the indoor rides are going to be open? And it looks like Pirates mm-hmm. is open. Um, I don't is Indiana Jones open? I think I saw Matterhorn was closed. And I'm like, that's outdoors. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yes, there's an inside part, but it is I think it's outdoors. more like the
1: space, question mark? Like how you can space oh. people out. Because they're so close together. Oh. <laughs>
0: well, because pirates, you know, you can just have, okay. You can have like one party. In, like every other scene. Yeah. yeah. You can skip
1: a row and do all that stuff and then I mean, if it's you and a person, it'd be one whole cart, you know? Because I think it's four per little, like, train section. So, yeah, yeah, that would, I mean, it could work, but I couldn't see how, like, you know, if you had a party of more than, like, what, four, it would probably just get, like, confusing and then you're just, I, I understand with certain rides, but, um... I had a friend who went, yeah, who told me about it, and he was like, it was amazing, because they went on, they did everything, like, so fast, and they were able to get, like, you know, getting back to the parks and seeing everything again, like, it was nice, and...
0: Is it the same for California Adventure?
1: They have not gone, um, like, so I couldn't give you, okay. um,
0: oh, okay. anything
1: on that, but I think on California oh, okay. Adventure side, um, I know they're doing, like, a, not the food carts again but they're doing something um because i've been seeing that a lot Mm -hmm. but as far as i know i don't think anything is open on dca side other than like some of the rides. i know ariel's open ariel's grotto i know that ride is open i I think most of the ones on paradise pier like um the golden suffer and silly symphony uh, swings and Credit
0: is in credit coaster open
1: up. I don't think that one's open up yet, uh, but okay, I think, yeah.
0: I, <laughs> I was like, oh, apart from Guardians, is probably not open actually. I wouldn't see how crazy. that
1: one would be. No,
0: that one is, yeah, there is no way to actually. That would be, can you imagine having like three people? in that, there I think that would make it more terrifying
1: because in my head, the I weight. They, they changes things
0: <laughs> oh my god Now, oh that sounds awesome and terrifying oh my god. gosh <laughs> the one. last
1: times i've gone on guardians of the galaxy i have been front row and it has been the <laughs> most terrifying experience of my life and also the best thing ever
0: more so more so than pinocchio
1: equally as terrifying <laughs>
0: like Oh wow. I, okay. like, I like
1: how my point of reference of fear now is is it as bad as Pinocchio? <laughs> God. What an awful movie. <laughs>
0: okay. Um on that note, uh look for us on Apple and Spotify. Um maybe Stitcher. I don't remember. It's been a while. Been like, a is while. Anyone I'm on sorry. Stitcher listening um, to this? Follow us on Instagram. Uh Please like and subscribe. Um, and
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Any any other anything else to say?
1: I'm still afraid of Pinocchio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's we it. All <laughs> I'm Samantha Tomlinson, and I'm
1: Dawson Ponziano.
0: <laughs> and you've been listening to that good old Disney podcast.